Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 20th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Now, uh, normally I would do this podcast tomorrow, but uh, tomorrow is uh, the opening of the Toronto Jazz Festival. And uh, I'm going down to a free concert tomorrow evening. The concert is by uh, the Hot 8 Brass Band, which is a New Orleans-style brass band. um, So it's kind of a party band. They're actually pretty good. They uh, appeared on the uh, HBO series Treme. Um, I'll be reviewing uh, the concert on my blog. Now, I also have a couple of other concerts that I'm going to uh, later in the week. Uh, On Tuesday, I'm going to see... uh, uh, sax player Melissa Aldana, who uh, was born in Chile, but she now lives in the U.S. and she records for Concord. And on uh, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to see a group I have never heard of before. They're called Cinebrina, and uh, they're a Brazilian jazz group. I actually have never heard of them. I saw their um, uh, YouTube video on the uh, Toronto Jazz Festival website. And actually, that's a good way if you're interested in checking out uh, some of the acts down there. Uh, most of the uh, bands that are appearing have um, YouTube videos on their pages. So uh, might be a good way to find uh, music that uh, uh, discover new music and that sort of thing. So uh, definitely worth checking out. I guess the only thing, uh, weather permitting, okay, like if the weather's not very good, I'm probably not going. But if the weather's fine, which it's supposed to be tomorrow, I'm definitely going. All right, we got one new video up on the blog today, and that is Hannah Goldie versus Callie Robbins from uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And uh, this is at Strawweight. Now, the fighter, okay, to just keep in mind, the fighters are not only competing against each other, but against the other fighters on the show for a UFC contract. And with that in mind, I thought both fighters made tactical errors. Now, Callie spent the whole fight chasing Hannah around the cage. And what she needed to do was cut her off, close the distance, and take her down to the ground. She just didn't do that enough. She did it a couple of times, but she didn't do it enough. And what happened is that Hannah uh, picked her apart for three rounds and won easily 30-27. But It wasn't enough to get that contract. She needed to finish, and she even admitted afterwards uh, in her her post-match interview that she fought conservatively. But, uh, you know, I thought she looked pretty good, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hannah uh, show up as a short-notice replacement in the future. Um, But I think it was a mistake to play it safe, especially on that show, okay, because you're trying to get a contract. But she looked okay. She looked okay. Um... Anyways, you can check out the video on my blog. You can check out the video on my blog. Now, we've got a show tomorrow night. Uh, It is, uh, sorry, on Saturday night. uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 12 at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina. Now, there's uh, three women's matches on the show, so let's uh, talk about them. Um, The first one is at Flyweight, Andrea Lee versus Montana De La Rosa. And um, this is kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, they've uh, won fights in the UFC, but the opponents were kind of at a, um, a low level. And so now we're, trying to, now we're trying to figure out who's better of the two, of these two. Now, Andrea, uh, I think a lot of us have seen her for a few years. She's, um, uh, uh, we saw her in Invicta. 
Um, we also know about the problems she had with her former husband, who I believe is now in jail. And um, the thing about Andrea is she is very charismatic. So she has the it factor as far as sex appeal and stuff like that. The problem is I'm not too sure how good she is as a fighter. Okay, I don't know if I've ever uh, seen her beat anyone good. All right, now she has, she's on a two-fight winning streak in the UFC, and the last fighter she beat, I believe, was Ashley Evans Smith. And I don't know if Ashley belongs in the UFC, right? So she, here she's fighting Montana De La Rosa. Montana uh, is uh, was in Tough 23, and she's three and zero in the UFC, but. You know, she's fighting girls who are not UFC caliber fighters. So I think Andrea is a bit of a, um, a step up in competition for her. And um, the, I think the big difference between the two is Andrea is more of a, a striker and a points fighter. And Montana uh, does like to take things to the ground. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, hopefully it's a, if it's a, one of the fighters rises up, that's great. Uh, my suspicion is it'll probably be three rounds of nothing. You know, that's kind of what I expect. Okay, the second fight is at strawweight. It is Ashley Yoder versus Siri Kondo. Uh, Ashley was in Tough 23, and uh, she uh, did not get hired initially uh, by the UFC, but uh, later on she got in as a um, short-notice replacement. Uh, she's one in three in the UFC. She finally won a fight, her last fight. And, you know, really what it came down to is she beat somebody who's worse than her, and that's uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper. Okay? Uh, Ashley uh, trains at um, Team Quest in California, which is Dan Henderson's place. Uh, I haven't liked what I've seen from her. Uh, her opponent is Siri, who I'm, Siri Kondo, who I'm very familiar with. Siri, of course, is from Japan. She's a pro wrestler, and uh, also she was a kickboxing champ in Japan. Uh, then she um, got into MMA at Pancrase, and um, now here she is in the UFC. She's one and two. Uh, Siri, uh, I think, is the better of the two fighters. Uh, uh, she, like we think of Japanese fighters, we think of maybe judo or jujitsu or something like that. But Siri's a kickboxer. Uh, she uh, is for the most part a points fighter. But one of the things I like about her is that she is disciplined. She doesn't try to do things that she can't do. The only problem with her is, like I said, she's a points fighter. So, you know, that's always a risk. Okay, but I think she's actually the better of the two fighters in this particular case. Okay, and finally. We have at uh, flyweight, Molly McCann versus Ariane Lipsky. Now, these are both fighters who uh, were champions in Europe, okay? Molly is from Liverpool, England, and she's a former Cage Warriors flyweight champ. Uh, she's one and one in the UFC. Uh, she did not look good, losing to um, um, Joanne Calderwood. And then she beat a fighter, a Brazilian fighter, Priscilla Casuera. I mean, she won the fight, but Priscilla is pretty bad. I mean, she's just awful. So, you know, Molly is primarily a striker, okay? So for, you know, our purposes, she's likely a points fighter. Uh, Ariane is Brazilian. She's um, uh, 24 years old. She's very attractive, by the way. 
but she's a former KSW flyweight champ, and of course that's the Polish company. And so she came to the UFC, she lost her first fight to Joanne Calderwood, and she just looked awful. Uh, I don't know if there was something wrong. I mean, she's back so pretty quickly, so I don't know, but she just didn't look good. She just didn't look good. So, you know, uh, this is one of these things where they're trying to bring in somebody like Ariadne or Molly, who they think have potential to be contenders, and maybe they're not that good. You yeah. know. Anyway, so that's Saturday night. Uh, it's on ESPN Plus in the uh, U.S. and TSN in Canada. Okay. Now, we have a bunch of fight announcements. Uh, for the first one, the big one, is that uh, yesterday Brett Okamoto of ESPN reported that Valentina Shevchenko will defend her UFC flyweight championship versus Liz Carmouche on UFC on ESPN Plus 14, August 10th at Intel Arena in Montevideo, Uruguay. This will be the main event. It's also the first time that uh, the UFC will be going to Uruguay. And keep in mind that Valentina lives in Peru as much as she lives there, I guess. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there was talk that this fight would main event the July 20th show in San Antonio, but I guess that was too soon for Valentina. So, but this is still a very quick turnaround for her, okay? Now, it's like I said after Valentina beat Jessica I. The UFC has zero flyweight contenders. I, don't, I didn't think Jessica was a credible contender, and neither is Liz. And UFC is mostly to blame for this because Tough 26 was a bust. Okay. The two Tough 26 finalists were forced to move up to bantamweight due to weight cut problems. Okay. And other than Macy Barber, who came to the UFC as a strawweight and then was forced to move up to flyweight, the cupboard is bare. And Macy needs more fights before she would be ready to challenge for the title. Joanne Calderwood could have been a contender, but she lost to Caitlin Chikagian. And then after, the, and after her win, Caitlin wanted her title shot. So here's the problem. Caitlin is way too similar to Jessica, okay? All her wins are soft. So she, it would be a rerun of Valentina versus Jessica. You know, I can see the head kick now. <laughs> so anyway, on to this fight here. Now, back in 2010, Liz won over Valentina on a show in Oklahoma, if you've seen some of the promotion for this fight already, they're going to make a big deal out of that, okay? But that was a long time ago. And you also have to remember that Valentina, until she came to the UFC, was a full-time kickboxer, and she dabbled in MMA. So now the UFC is pushing her as an unbeatable monster that they really... But they, well, she's not unbeatable. They just don't have anybody who's any good, Okay. They, you know, Liz is a good but not great fighter, okay? She's, you know, she's probably best known for, uh, you know, being in that first big match with Ronda, with Ronda Rousey. But she's had mixed results since then, and she's also had injury problems, okay? Recently, uh, last year, she dropped down to flyweight, and she's since, she's two and one since dropping to flyweight. And I mean, her... her her last two wins were over Lucy Pudilova and Jennifer Maya. They're not top fighters. Neither of them are ever going to, you know, be ranked. They're not good enough. And remember, 
Liz lost to Alexis Davis before that. And now she, Alexis is on a two-fight losing streak. So these girls, they can't seem to get anywhere. So now Liz was scheduled to face Roxanne Modafferi at the San Antonio show. And though I don't think either fighter is a credible contender, I would have been okay with the winner of that fight getting a title shot only because there is no one else, okay? Everything the UFC has tried so far to develop the flyweight division has fallen flat. Fighters that they think have potential, have lost, it just hasn't worked out. Tough 26 was awful. So they need to get their act together in the flyweight division. I, I'm, I, it's really bad. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but they got to do something. Okay, now, I've got a bunch of more new fight announcements. Okay, the first one, uh, Hannah Cyphers posted on Instagram that she will face Jody Escabel at UFC 241 August 17th at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Now, this fight is at strawweight. I don't think either fighter belongs in the UFC. Hannah is 26 years old from Oxford, North Carolina. Her record is 9-3-1 and 1-1 and in the UFC. Okay? And 1-1 one and one in the UFC. Now, um, supposedly, Hannah is a hard puncher. She had five TKO or KO finishes in regional MMA. She came to the UFC as a late replacement, and she lost by TKO to Macy Barber. So maybe she'll be better if she has a full camp. Nope. Hannah won by split decision over Pollyanna Vienna, but it was a terrible fight, and neither fighter looked good. Jody is 33 years old. Her record is 6-5 and five and 0-3 and in the UFC. She trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. I thought she was awful when she was in Victa, okay? So after losing in the first round of Tough 23, the UFC didn't sign her, but she was needed for, uh, for a short notice fight in 2017, and she's lost all three of her fights by unanimous decision. I'm kind of surprised she wasn't released. The, the, the book on Jody is she is an ineffective points fighter. She doesn't do enough to win fights. I mean, you know... She just doesn't. And now the question is, can Hannah show some of the potential that she showed in regional MMA? Or is the competition level in the UFC too high for her? So I would expect the loser to go on a one-way trip to Palookaville. And I'm actually surprised Jody is still in the UFC. But, I mean, if she beats Hannah, Hannah then that's not good for Hannah. Okay. So we got a couple more. Uh, uh, the UFC announced, I believe it was last Saturday, uh, several matches for the UFC on ESPN Plus 14, August 10th at the Antel Arena in Montevideo, Uruguay. Uh, there was already one women's match, which I uh, talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, two more matches were added at Strawweight. We have Tisha Torres versus Marina Rodriguez. And at flyweight, we have Rachel Ostevich versus Veronica Macedo. I guess Tisha is a gatekeeper at this point, right? So after losing to Ailey Zhang in her last fight, she certainly isn't a contender anymore. And I always thought she was overrated anyway. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she retires soon because she has a degree in law enforcement. So she lives in Colorado with Raquel Pennington. Uh, 
you know, the idea here is we want to get a handle on whether Marina is any good. She's 32 years old from Brazil. She was on the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series. Her first fight was a draw versus Randa Marcos. And then she beat Jessica Aguilar by unanimous decision. So Je Jessica has since been released. I mean, I don't think she's good enough to even be, I don't think Jessica is good enough anymore to even be a gatekeeper. So this fight should tell us more about Marina's potential or if she has any, okay? Now, then we have this other fight, Rachel Ostevich and Veronica Macedo. They're both bad, okay? Rachel is 28 years old from Hawaii. I didn't like her when she was an Invicta, but she's hot. And, and again, I'm going to get, you know, people get mad at me. You're mentioning that she's hot or so. Look at it's a factor. Sex appeal is a factor. Do you think Rachel Ostevich would be fighting for Invicta or the UFC if she was ugly? The answer is no. Okay? Anyway, she was in Tough 26. I don't think she should have been on that. So she's 1-2 and two in the UFC, and she really has looked bad in her losses. And I know fans have sympathy for her because, since her husband, uh, trainer, assaulted her. But she's an awful fighter. She's terrible. Veronica is also terrible. She's 23 years old, originally from Venezuela, but she lives in France. She came to the UFC in 2016 as a late replacement of bantamweight, but she also lost her two fights at flyweight, and she's had two fights canceled due to injury, so I don't think either of these fighters should be anywhere near the UFC. All right. I got a couple more here. Let me just get to them. Oh, yeah, here's, here's one. Okay, so we have this one here. Uh, the other day, Igor Lazarin of TASS in Russia reported that Sarah Moras versus Liana Jojua has been added to UFC 242 September 7th at the Du Arena in Abu Dhabi. That's right, yeah, she's going back to Abu Dhabi. So this fight will be at bantamweight. So when I saw this announced, a red flag went up immediately in my mind, okay? So I'll explain that. Now, Sarah is 31 years old from Kelowna, BC. She is training at the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. Now, the red flag is because the UFC has a show coming up in Vancouver in September, and they're sending her to Abu Dhabi? Anyway, her record is five and five. She's two and three in the UFC. She looked really bad losing to Macy Chase on a few months ago. So, you know, maybe it's time for her to go. Liana is making her UFC debut. I haven't seen her before. I, uh, she's 24 years old from Tbilisi, Georgia. No, not Georgia in the U.S., Georgia in Russia. <laughs> anyway, um, her record is 7-2. She has fought for Fight Nights Global in Russia and Kunlun in China. She is mainly a striker, but she has won three fights by armbar. I mean, she's an attractive girl. Obviously, this is a big step up in competition for her. I mean, you know, because, you know, the UFC... And keep in mind, the UFC jitters are a thing. But as I've said before... The UFC needs fighters for foreign shows, okay? And they're going to these places more frequently, like they're doing two shows in Russia this year. So they need Russian fighters, female fighters, to put on those shows. And I think they have like this, she'll be the third one, I believe. 
And if some of them are decent, it's a bonus. I also think if Sarah loses, she goes on a one-way trip to Palookaville. Okay? All right. Now, we got one more thing, I think. Yeah, we got one more thing. Now, uh, yesterday afternoon, Sarah McMahon posted on Instagram that she is out of her match against Nico Montano on UFC on ESPN Plus 13, July 13, at Golden One Center in Sacramento. And shortly after that, Damon Martin of MMA Junkie reported that Juliana Pena will step in. Now, like Sarah, Juliana is returning from pregnancy. I actually heard a couple of weeks ago that she was ready to return, so I'm not exactly surprised. Uh, though Juliana now lives in Chicago, she still returns to her hometown of Spokane to train at Sikjitsu. Now, the last time we saw Juliana, she lost to Valentina Shevchenko on January 2017. So she's had a long layoff. And, you know, when someone has been off that long, it's very difficult to know if she will be the same fighter, especially since she's coming off of a pregnancy. She could be still good. She could still be not so good. So who knows? Now, keep in mind that Nico has also had a... Uh, a layoff of over a year, okay, because of injury. And this is her first fight at Bantamweight. She fought, you know, she was on Tough 26, and she fought it at uh, Flyweight, okay? So there's plenty of uncertainty in that particular fight. Now, in other news, after Liz Carmouche was pulled from UFC San Antonio for a Flyweight title match, Jennifer Maya will replace her and face Roxanne Modafferi. And of course, Jennifer is a former Invicta champ with a one-on-one -on -one record in the UFC. She's a boxer with no power or ground game, so she's a points fighter. And not a very effective one at that, okay? So I would expect Roxanne to win that fight. Anyway, that's about it for today. Again, don't forget to check out the video I posted uh, from uh, Tuesday night's uh, uh, UFC show. Uh, you can do that at frankp316.blogspot.com. Um, I'll be back on Sunday with the uh, three fights from uh, Saturday's UFC show. Uh, if you have any uh, uh, questions... Oh, one WWE thing I wanted to, to mention, and that's that um, there's nothing much this week. What's happening next week is two things. One, um, there will be on NXT, there will be a cage match. It'll be um, Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against uh, Io Shirai in a cage. All right? Look it. You got to watch that match, okay? But I will have it for you if you're not able to see it because uh, the ending in particular will be very interesting. Like I said, I know what happens, but I'm not going to say, but... Uh, should be very interesting. And the other thing that's happening is that next week at the uh, uh, June 28th show in Tokyo, um, the, uh, um, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, will get a non-title tag team match against the tag team champions, um, the Iconics. And if the Kabuki Warriors win, then they're going to get a title shot. Okay. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's in Japan. You think they're going to win? <laughs> I hope they tape it. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Okay, but I don't know if they're going to tape that match or not. I don't know. 
Don't know, but I hope they do. Okay, anyway, if you have any uh, questions or any comments, you can leave them on um, Anchor's voicemail. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later.